0: Hey, this is Alex Turkad. Hey, this is Zach Emmerich here. Hey, this is Sean Avery. Hey, this is Jamie Baker. Hey, this is Jason Zucker. And you're listening to and You're
1: listening to and You're listening to, and You're listening to the Tomahawk Roundup.
0: All right, what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zorowski here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and I am here with veteran goaltender Scott Wedgewood. Scott, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Living with the way we all got the best we've
0: been right now in this situation. Yeah, obviously not the greatest situation, but we're we're living with it, and that's all that matters. So you were a part of the Coyotes, although for a brief time in 2017-18, and you played alongside a guest that we've had and know very well on the show, Zach Ronaldo. What was he like as a teammate? Oh, Zach, he
1: was uh, he was entertaining. He was you know kind of his game speaks for itself you know he's rambunctious he runs around kind of you know he's a little bit of an intimidator out there he'll stand up for guys but uh, just a guy off the ice you know he was really you know acceptable of me when I came in um you know we got to ch- chat a little bit he was you know a great kind of person off the ice which was you know easy to get along with and a room guy he's honestly really entertaining and you know, being a forward, I don't think we were sitting too close to each other, but uh, you know, he was there, he was present, and you always kind of had a good little laugh whenever he got up and had something to say.
0: Yeah. So, being born in Brampton, was it at all weird playing the old Brampton Battalion when you played with the Plymouth Whalers?
1: Um, not really. I mean, I played for. You know, Branton uh, Maroons growing up, Branton Battalion before I switched to GTHL, and then obviously Plymouth drafted me, so going back, it was just more, it obviously felt more a little bit like a home game um, whenever we went there. We had a lot of a lot of Canadian kids, you know, being a Plymouth team in the OHL, there was uh, a lot of family that kind of, you know, was in commuting distance too, um, you know, back in that, it was a tire Center, I think it's the CAA Center now, but, um, you know, it kind of felt like we had a little bit more of a crowd there than sometimes Branton did but uh, you know, I knew that rink well. I knew kind of, you know, I played there at a four, rink, uh, four ice sheet rink, and I knew every inch of that place just from growing up and training in the summers and stuff. So it wasn't awkward. It was more uh, kind of a homecoming than anything. That's
0: that's really a great way to put it. I love the interesting perspective. You know, it's not an away game. It's just a second home game because you know the area so well. So shifting gears to the East Coast League, you played for a time with the Adirondack Thunder. I like to go through the little things, the p- things that people aren't going to talk about on mainstream interviews. And what was the what was the game you played for like with Adirondack?
1: Yeah, so I had two. I had the 2012 Trent Titans year before they folded and then uh, the Adirondack game was a conditioning stint I went down for I came back from a, a high ankle sprain I suffered right at the end of the uh, training camp. And uh, it took me about eight or nine weeks to kind of come back from that. And then once I got back, um, instead of jumping right into an American League game, I went down for like a Friday game in Adirondack and played. Um, I can't remember who we played, but uh, they scored on me, I think, in the first shift of the face-off. We lost it. They came down, shot, rebound, goal, and I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a long one. And then I think it ended up being like a 5-1 or 5-2 win for the boys down there. Uh, Quick stint, you know, there was uh, some guys that I played with down there that I actually ran into – you know, years later, kind of through different teams and different camps and things like that. So, know, yeah, that was a one-game thing. They had the uh, what they called the uh, partnership or the affiliation with uh, Albany at the time. And then, uh, yeah, my whole year in Trenton, I probably played close to 40 or 50 games. Um, The other year in the coast, out there with the uh, New Jersey Philadelphia affiliate.
0: Yeah, so taking it back to Albany, you know, they had the River Rats, they had the Devils. You know, Albany isn't your typical spot for a hockey destination. How does the hockey environment change when you go to a place like Albany?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing there was, you know, we had a good coaching staff we had a good development program we had a good team um i think their issue was it, it went to what i understood after i'd left and kind of made some calls and some talks once they kind of <clears throat> changed the franchise to Binghamton was just the team had changed so much they were just carolina's affiliate for a while and they all blew the river rats um the devils were in Lowell. they came back but for whatever reason the river rats with carolina didn't do too bad and then when Jersey came in, I don't know if it was just they were more of a, a New York fan base or they just kind of took to Carolina because it wasn't a New York or a New Jersey kind of affiliate. And then the, the Times Union Center just sits, I think, close to 13 or 14,000 people. And, you know, you'd have all right or not RIT, you'd have uh, Union, and you'd have, I forget the other team that they play there, RPI. They'd, they'd play games against each other before our games, and it would sell out. There wouldn't be a seat in the rank and then our game would start at 7, and it'd go back to you know, the lower bowl be half to three-quarters full, and then on Wednesday night, you'd have maybe a thousand people in there, so it just, it it hurt them, and I don't I think it was owned by New Jersey, maybe, which kind of didn't hurt them as a revenue standpoint, but just the fan base, I think it was a government town, and after, you know, six o'clock, it was a ghost town some nights, I lived downtown one year, and you couldn't find restaurants that were open, you couldn't really find much going on, and you know, that's a state capital, so you know, all those workers commute, and they gotta go back to the suburbs and things like that, but as a as a visual standpoint, the city was very clean and, and very, you know, entertaining to look at. It just wasn't much of a, of a heart, uh, downtown heart center of an entertainment district.
0: Yeah, I I completely understand that. So t- you were with the Devils with your first win in your first NHL sh- start, and then you get a shutout in your second start. I mean, not a lot of guys can say that. Uh, what are the what's the roller coaster of emotions from those two games?
1: I think, you know, the biggest thing for me was, um, you know, that year was kind of driven with some injuries. I talked about the high ankle sprain to start that season, and then um, I came back, and right around Christmas time, I, uh, I blew up my shoulder um, just after the break, so then I rehabbed that for six weeks, um, and I can't remember, I might have played like 20 games that year, I don't even remember how many I had in the American League, but um, right after I rehabbed my shoulder for six weeks, I came back. And it was like four or three or four games with Albany at the time, and I had won all four, all three of them, um, with great performances. And then Jersey was in, a, I don't know if they were in a losing streak or just a bit of a rut. And um, Schneider was sidelined, so kind of got a call, and they said, hey, well, you're coming up and you're playing tomorrow. And I had just played, I think, Friday night or Saturday night, and um, I forget what the date was, but it was March 20th. I don't know if it was a Saturday, but it was, uh, you know, you're playing tomorrow. So Votek Mosic was a the fence Albany, and myself, we uh, we got up in the morning and we, we drove. So I drove him down, and we were obviously both kind of top of the world. We were singing, uh, you know, a couple songs, and just you know, he was calling his family. He was, I believe, from either Czech Republic or Slovakia. So some conversations I didn't understand. But, <laughs> you know, the thing that that's crazy about it is, you know, I had to get my whole family and everyone there. and um, Jersey took you know good care of setting up the flights and stuff, and, and helping me out getting kind of the bat taken care of where my mind was kind of focused on hockey but um, you know the cool thing was I was standing right before the you know we go out for, not for one of but for the actual game and I was sitting there on the tunnel and there's a photo that I have on my profile and I'm kind of you know lo- locked in but I looked over at Adam Henrique and I was just kind of like he's the guy that kind of stands there and was you know first guy to make fist bumps and stuff to everybody I was like man like it's crazy to hear him I haven't waited a while for this go, go, go ahead follow them like, year night and I went out there and you know he was he was a cool guy I knew I've known him for a long time but uh yeah I jumped out there and it was just play hockey it wasn't I'm in the NHL it wasn't I gotta you know be the best goalie in the world it was just let's play and let's enjoy this and you know got away with a 2-1 win then I was told I was starting to get into in, uh, Pittsburgh and they were on like a I don't know like 10 or 12 game run um I ended up shutting them out playing Crosby a couple family members made that trip and uh, then the next game was against Washington, and we lost 1-0 overtime. So it was almost, a, I pretty much had a 16-minute shutout again. Um, Carlson beat me on one-timer from, you know, the 3-on-3 from the top of the circle. And then we went into Carolina I played again, and we ended up losing 3 or 4-2 on an empty netter. And that
0: that's not sick. bad. That's, that's so, really so. good.
1: Like one point seven goals against and like a nine thirty save percentage. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's awesome. I had
1: Eddie Lack come up to me in Carolina before that start, kind of came over and he was just like, "Hey man, like you're making this game look real easy right now. Like take it easy on us, old guys." And you know, it was just a joyful comment from you know a great guy that I've heard great things about. I haven't had a chance to really interact with him outside of that kind of setting, but you know, it just kind of you got acknowledgement from another guy that's done really well, and it was just you know you sit. Right now,
0: just talking about it, just you know, put a smile on your face, and tell you something that I'll never forget. and Always continue to enjoy. Yeah. So, anything else you want to add for our listeners in the Chicagoland area? How you plan to stay on top of your game during the pandemic? Um, just anything else you want to add for our listeners?
1: Um, no, I think right now, just you know, it's definitely an uncertain time. I don't know what the American League is going to do. It sounds like the NHL is going to find a way to play. The American League is still up in the air, but. The you know, only thing I've been doing, I bought a Peloton bike last summer, so I think yeah. saving my life. Uh, it's been enjoyable. I actually just did a workout before we got on the phone, which is enjoyable, which is obviously nice. Uh, you know, we our training staff, Tampa and uh, Syracuse here, send out some training programs. Um, I took a couple of weights from our gym before they locked it down, just to kind of be able to do some stuff. But no, there's a lot of yoga. There's a lot of you know in-home kind of hip workouts that you can do. I don't have much of a strength option with. Weights, but uh, I got a 35 and to 45 pound plate here, so you know, do some curls and some you know, squats and holding some deadlift, that kind of things. But uh, it's very minimal, it's a lot more maintenance, and then obviously kind of keeping the mind right. Um, but yeah, other than working out, I've just been enjoying TV shows, video games, uh, that kind of stuff.
0: All right, Scott Wedgwood, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. Hopefully, we talk again sometime.